whether it's craft beer or whatever we feel like talking about. Pretty much. I am Drew, that's my co-host Schmitty, and we are on location at Steel Toe Brewing. This is very exciting. The room got very quiet. We were waiting for you to as stay soon live. As we started talking. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> applaud. You're supposed to clap when we're out. Thank you. <laughs> if it's going to be like that the whole show, we're going to have a problem. If I have to cue you every time. So uh, we got a, a very full show, jam-packed show, really fun edition on tap today. Schmitty, uh, we are talking award winners. Yeah, it's an award-winning show. We didn't win any awards, so we figured we'd bring people on who have won awards. <laughs> we, we might get like an, like a, an osmosis award we're, by association. We're hoping it's going to rub off. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody lend us an award? <laughs> but no, we've got... Uh, uh, 2018 World Beer Cup winners from Minnesota here joining us, uh, and Steel Toe has been gracious enough to play host to us. So uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll go around and kind of uh, introduce the folks uh, who are here on the panel today, and then we'll kind of take it from there. So Michael, you're you're here hosting us from Steel Toe. Why don't you introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of go around the table. Thank you, Schmitty. Uh, yeah, Steel Toe Brewing. We're uh, we're glad to play host to this. It was. Uh, a, uh, a really great experience at World Beer Cup, and um, you know, thought it would be a lot of fun to get everybody together that won an award this year. It was the the largest group of of entries and breweries from around the world that had ever entered in World Beer Cup. So to really, you know, talk with the other Minnesota breweries that uh, were uh, were honored by getting a medal from uh, from their trip out there was uh, was something we wanted to do. So. Glad to host here at Steel Toe Brewing uh, here in beautiful St. Uh, Louis Park. allowing us to come down and, and be a part of this. Yeah, it's it's fun. We're glad to do it. Glad everybody can make it in uh, from the uh, other breweries, and we'll let them introduce themselves. But try to introduce my, myself. So I'm, I'm Michael uh, Wagner. I'm the head brewer at Steel Toe Brewing. Thanks all for coming. Um, we we were lucky enough to be uh, awarded at World Beer Cup with our provider, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, later. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming. We're going to uh, talk a bit here about all kinds of stuff, and we're going to give away some tickets to St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. So if you're here in the audience in the brewery and you haven't entered, you can enter. There's a box up in the front part of the tap room. So just to give you a little shout out for that, and Juno will give a little, uh, little info on that as well. But I'll hand it back, and we'll go around. And to my right, we've got uh, Matt from Beaver Island. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you, Schmitty? Great, great. Give folks who are not familiar with Beaver Island uh, a bit of an overview. bit of an overview for Beaver Island is uh, we're about uh, a little over three years old. Um, kind of, uh, you know, little tap room down in downtown St. Cloud. Uh, we just recently, uh, well, it was about a year ago that we built the production facility um, just on the east side of St. Cloud, and uh, that's kind of where we put a canning line and expanded our production and keeps us real busy, keeps us running. But yeah, it's it pretty cool to be a part of this and appreciate uh, Steel Tone, appreciate you guys for inviting us down. We uh, took a bronze medal for Czech Pills, uh, which is our Bohemian Pilsner, our Czech Pilsner, uh, in the Bohemian Pilsner category World Beer Cup. So I don't know, pr probably nobody heard me cheering, but I cheered for each and one of the, every one of these guys <laughs> in my living room. But it was pretty <laughs> awesome to be awarded that. We uh, um, didn't didn't actually go out to Nashville this time around, but uh, we've we've hit a couple of the other um, craft brewers uh, craft brewers conferences, and it's always a blast. We were bummed out we didn't go there, and then especially bummed out that we weren't there when we uh, found out that we won a medal. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. So thanks for having us. Absolutely, and you've got uh, your partner from uh, B. Ryland, Chris, down at the other end of the table. You want to say hi, Chris? Good, good. You hit on on the microphone there. It works a little better. 
He said, hi, yeah. how's it going? I'm actually like a, uh, a musician, and I didn't notice that <laughs> was happening. But it's typical, typical for me. <laughs> Very good. And next to uh, Matt here, we've got Zach from Summit. How you doing, Zach? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Give folks a rundown of, of your credentials and a little overview of Summit, if you would. Uh, I'm the quality supervisor over at Summit Brewing. Um, if you've heard of us, we're over in uh, St. Paul. Uh, we've been around about 32 years now. Summit, Summit, Summit. New, yeah, rings a bell. What did I say? Rings a bell. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> um, anyway, we've been over there for about 30 years now. I, um, this is obviously my first podcast. I'm a little nervous. Um, <laughs> Uh, we we make uh, some traditional style beers. Um, this year, our Keller Pills brought home a bronze medal uh, from the World Beer Cup um, for the Keller Beer uh, Zwickel Beer category. Uh, we're proud of that, um, and we're very happy to be part of uh, this podcast today. Thank we you. Appreciate you coming. Yeah, absolutely. And last but not least, we've got Tom from Maconia Brewing. How are you doing, Tom? I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely awesome. Give uh, give folks a rundown of, of your beer and Maconia, if you would. So my name's Tom. I'm the head brewer at Waconia Brewing. Uh, we're coming up on our four-year anniversary this October. We won gold for our milk stout, Mo Winta milk stout, at this year's World Beer Cup. We are super elated to be a part of all the other Minnesota breweries that won, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty crowning achievement for any brewery to win a World Beer Cup award. So, uh, yeah, I've been there since the start. We're a little smaller brewery out on the uh, out on the lake, out in Waconia, and uh, yeah, it's. It's great to be here. Well, congratulations, and congratulations to all of you. I mean, that's you guys represented Minnesota extremely well, and, uh, and I, I think you know everybody here. We're very proud uh, to have you guys brewing beer in our state. You're making some fantastic product, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be the first to to yeah. raise a provider Cheers to you guys, to and I'll say congratulations. Yeah. Very good job, all of you. Very well done. So we'll kind of start off around, uh, and we'll do we'll do sort of a roundtable conversation. We can start with uh, with with you, Mike, since you're great. You're so great to host us but talk us through the process of deciding to enter beers in into the world beer cup like what is that process like what's that decision making process like how do you choose which beers you're going to enter sure so with world beer cup it's only held every other year uh, and it's uh, at the end of the craft brewers conference so we have you know some time between each uh, world beer cup to kind of think about what we're going to do we, we generally only enter beers in the two competitions throughout the year. One is uh, GABF, the Great American Beer Festival, which is in Denver every year. And then uh, we generally enter every other year at World Beer Cup. Uh, our decision making is usually based around us trying to highlight beers that we brew or that we think exemplify a style. Um, that we think really uh, represent that style in an in a, in a, you know, appropriate way and that we think would would do well at World Beer Cup. Do you um, seek out like you know third party reviews? Do you do you, do you, do you ask other people to maybe uh, maybe take a take a drink of it, take a taste of it, and you know get their opinion, or do you just do you trust your trust your gut, man? We don't. So I mean, it, it's an internal decision, an internal process. Um, 
you know, we there are a couple of beers that we like to enter consistently. We also like to enter beers that have been awarded in the past to kind of make sure that that consistency is there. Make sure that you know when we you know to win an award at World Beer Cup is absolutely fantastic. My goal as a brewer is to be continually fantastic. So I want to keep that going. So we won an award a couple of years ago. You have a couple of years, you don't win an award. The goal is to you know get something where. You know, over a number of years, you're constantly kind of getting that recognition. That shows that, hey, we're doing the right thing year over year. Um, so there are a couple of beers that have been awarded in the past that we like to re-enter just to make sure, like, have taste changed, have judges' taste changed. Um, we get a lot of information back from, from the judges in terms of their... Uh, the the information on the judging panel and what they uh, what their notes are for the beer, so you know it's um, we take that into consideration when we decide what beers we're going to enter in the subsequent you know years, but uh, yeah I mean provider was was fantastic it won a it won a silver uh, this year, and uh, we're very happy to have that beer because it was the first beer that we brewed that that was brewed at Steel Toe it was really brewed to be the provider to you know so that we could so this thing could exist so that we could all make a living and so that um, you know, the brewery could, could go on and uh, hopefully people enjoy it. It's you know, light and refreshing and easy to drink. And it was nice to get that recognition for this beer in particular. We obviously would have loved to have had a couple of the other ones we entered win, but it's nice to get you know, one medal for this. So Yeah, you know, folks that are... Uh, <laughs> Tom's grabbing a provider. For folks, folks that are listening probably can't see it, but you loved this beer so much you got it tattooed on your arm. Yeah, so I can show everybody here. <laughs> so right there, that was a Nashville uh, an addition in Nashville. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it obviously has multiple meanings. I mean, you know, providing for my family and providing for the brewery and the beer itself. And, you know, it's just one of those things to commemorate the, the win. It's not my first tattoo, so it's not quite, you know, don't, don't think I went to Nashville and won an award and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my first tattoo. But, you know, um, would it be I, weird if I got that tattooed on me? Would that be, would it be weird? my first tattoo? Would it be weird if you got your first tattoo as provider? Maybe, but I would be okay with it. <laughs> right, you so. might get 10% off next time you come into the tattoo and you get provider. At least that. Right. You know, yeah. First point of provider every time. Visit or something. First point of provider every time on the house. Right. Um, either, either tramp stamp on your forehead, though. And it's not on your arm, it's not going to count. Yeah, but location counts. Location <laughs> matters, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's just a half pint. Yeah. So. Well, we are up against a break. We will continue this conversation, yeah. and I want to get more thoughts from, from the rest of our panel on why they entered the beers that they entered, what that process was like. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. We'll be right back. Ready to do this. Get ready. Our iHeart Radio Music Festival is back. This festival is insane to bring all these different types of music together. Can you believe all the artists performing? The best fans in the world with the biggest stars from all walks of music under one. So what you're doing with your life, you're clearly making bad decisions, right? We've got an award-winning panel of guests talking about the, the World Beer Cup Minnesota was very well represented uh, with, with a fair amount of medals, and we are uh, we are pleased and, and really thrilled to be joined by so many medal winners for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had some follow-up questions for Michael before we move on to the, to the rest of the panel. Uh, number one is uh, size seven. Is that one of the beers you enter? And then why only uh, the two beer fests that you choose to enter, or why only those two? Sure. Uh, so size seven is not a beer that we enter at World Beer Cup. It's really not a beer uh, in general that we enter in competition. Uh, we get 
plenty of feedback from everyone about how great size seven is, <laughs> and and we we appreciate that, and I think that's you know in and of itself enough to kind of prove how good size seven is in the state of IPAs and in the state of Minnesota. Um, that also being said, the category of IPA is kind of ridiculous at competitions. I mean, you're talking the absolute highest number of entries. Uh, the judges are looking for very specific things. It changes, it seems to be, kind of year over year and what the tastes are and what people are really looking for in an IPA. Well, it's such and a broad description. It is. You can drink three, four, five IPAs. Well, and think they're all fantastic. But all be very different. And they're all very different in flavor, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that was kind of my question. Like, you know, do you want to enter something like, uh, you know, an English-style summer ale? Or do you want to enter something like an IPA where, I mean, your, your chances of winning just based on entries, you know, really, really decrease? Sure. So I mean, we, we don't necessarily pick that way. You know, we're not looking to enter into categories that we think we have a good chance of winning because there's less entries. We did enter a double IPA. We entered Sticker Fight. Uh, we entered We Heavy because we had won a medal. Uh, we won a, a gold in 2014 for We Heavy. So that's a that's a constant one that we want to enter and kind of prove that we're kind of the top of that category every year, um, or at least in the top of that category. Um, so we're not opposed to entering into very competitive categories. If you win in a very competitive category, that's even more kind of, you know, it, your beer really stands out. You know, if you win in the IPA or double IPA or barrel aged, you know, strong beers, those types of categories are, um, are tough to, to get a medal. And it's, you know, you're talking about a lot of world-class beers that are all being judged and only three at most are getting an, an award, um, you know, in each category. And I, I mean, we should run down. I mean, just the numbers are, are ridiculous at this type of competition. This is the most ever. We're talking over, I think, 80,400. Yeah. So, I mean, 8,400 8, different total beers. Entries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Total wow. entries That's from. Uh, yeah. From over 2000 breweries in 102 categories. So you're talking about out of 8,500 or so entries, you're talking about 300 medals awarded approximately. And the uh, real cool thing too is the judges was were from all over the world all as well. The world. Yeah. So you know, beers like English Summer Ale or you know, th they probably had English judges on the panel, which even stands out even bit more. Instead of I think GABF is mostly American yeah. judges. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And they, I think it was 330 total judges. Yeah. And from, and from all over the world. And you're talking the the beer entries for this are from all over the world. Yeah. 61 different countries. Yeah. And Brazil had a great showing. They yeah. won like over 40 medals just from Brazil. So I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe Japan not 40. That's 40 entries, but they definitely won a few. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's run down some more of the beers uh, that we have uh, on the show here before we, uh, before we run out of time. We, we <laughs> tend to go on tangents and, uh, and run out of time. So uh, we've, I think we've covered Steel Toes uh, provider fairly well. Uh, let's move on to uh, Beaver Island's Check Pills. Uh, Chris and Matt, why don't you guys give us a, a rundown of that beer? Uh, so Check Pills actually is kind of funny. We, uh, we made that beer as a kind of a piggyback for Hockey Day Minnesota, which was in uh, St. Cloud this year, 20, uh, 2018, um, Hockey Day Minnesota. So, check Matt, pills. Matt's got the hair to check, prove it, too. Check yeah, pills. check, exactly. So we were like, okay, we're going to do this thing, right? And Chris and, you know, we, we brewed this beer, and when it was all finished and we drank it, we were like, 
we got something pretty special here. I mean, it, it you know, it's just a, in that particular style of beer, you know, to enter, especially in a World Beer Cup category, you get, you know, breweries from the Czech Republic um, and all over the place that are that are uh, entering beers in this category. So for us to hear that we actually placed was uh, pretty surreal, you know, and, and let alone uh, to be uh, placing with, uh, with you know, these other heavy hitters in, in uh, Minnesota Brewing. But it's, it's just, it was cool to, you know, know, again, like, like uh, Tom, said that you know uh, judges from those areas of the of the world are you know probably judging those beers and um, you know it'd be cool to see all the people that entered into these categories and see kind of who you were up against but at, at any rate you know that uh, that beer was something that we decided that we're going to come back with you know we had a big round table are we going to change the name of it you know to make it not so hockey like you know are we going to call it <laughs> something else we're going to call it riverside pills or go back to the river like we do with a lot of our beers um, or just keep it going with that check um, and I guess the consensus was to keep going with it so we we brewed it probably uh, three times since Hockey Day Minnesota has come and gone and we're going to continue to do it it's just uh, it's a great beer refreshing beer um, and like I said we're we're super proud to be able to place in that category so question third third time you've brewed the beer do you guys continue to to modify tweak improve the recipe as you go along or is it first time you brewed it nailed it gonna just reproduce that every let, time around i'll let chris take that one but uh you know i, I think the, the biggest focus when it's are we going to adjust anything with that beer is uh is probably the water you know i mean to have that that the, the right water to brew that beer is uh and like i said i'll let chris take it from there but oh yeah it, it's funny because uh the beer i brewed during the competition the, the last batch i brewed i upped the the finishing hops on it and i'm like well crap now what do i do <laughs> you know do I stay with this or do I go back to the original recipe? And was that the batch that got sent into the contest? No, that was the previous batch did. So so now we've changed it just a wee bit. It wasn't a big drastic change or anything, but it was just kind of to suit my taste a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now do I do do it? So <laughs> selfish you are. I know, I am. Totally selfish. <laughs> Gotta have more zots. <laughs> How competitive was, uh, was that category? Do you... uh, what did we have? We had... Uh, I think there was 92 entries yeah. in that category. Category, yeah. so that's and like, and it was so gratifying about it is that's a really technical style. I mean, you you got to be firing on all cylinders to get that one out and make it right. Yeah, it's, um, it's so, pretty tough to hide any off flavors. Yeah. In, in the first that thing style. I do at a new brewery is I order the pills, and I did that tonight. And <laughs> nice, <laughs> well done, well buddy. done. Uh, and so, because that's really kind of sets the standard to me. And if you guys can, if someone can brew a great pills. They're going to do everything else really well, yeah. too. So, I mean, I think maybe that's the, the style of beer that most uh, Americans are probably familiar with, right, is, is a Pilsner. What what should folks be looking for in, in a Bohemian-style Pilsner like a Beaver Island's Czech Pils? Yeah, you know, we want a really kind of a dry, crackery, malt character. Uh, we want those Sots and Oval Hops to really come to the forefront, too, in the finish, too. And it's... You know, diacetyl is allowed in this style, and uh, we, <laughs> we kind of went back and forth jokingly, like, do we, do we just leave it in there uh, to be authentic? But we didn't, because uh, <laughs> it's just... That's considered an off flavor in America, so we we made it clean and and, and that way. But you know, off off flavors, diacetyl being allowed in in the style. I mean, it's within quote unquote guidelines, right? Yeah. But does that 
what does that mean to you as a brewer and what should it mean to me as a consumer? Does that mean that I should be okay with it being present in, in small amounts or there being hints of it? What is, what is yeah, that? Yeah, I think it needs to be in small amounts. And as a beer warms, maybe you're going to pick a little of that up. Not in ours, I don't think, but in, in the classic example, certainly, you're going to pick that up. You know, and I was just in Germany. We have a sister city in Spalt. Uh, Germany, and they're the last municipally owned brewery in Germany. And uh, I pick up a little diastole in their pills, and they, they tend to, to hop their beer a little bit more heavily than some of the other German pills because they are in mm-hmm. just kind of the, the hop basket of Germany. Um, but I, I pick it up in their beer too, and, and the brewmaster said, yes, this is what the people here expect. Right. Um, the difficult thing is being consistent with it, with the level. Yeah. Um, so that's another challenge that he has to um, deal with. Too. What part of his process is he is he incorporating to get diacetyl into his product on a consistent, regular level and on a regular basis? Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna cut. You know, once we, you hit terminal gravity in that fermenter, you know, what we do is we do a diacetyl test every day until that beer passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's gonna cut that that diastole rest period a little shorter. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure if he has a lab equipment or not to, to measure VDK and, and go off a certain number. Mm-hmm. Um, they possibly do there. Um, but it is a challenge to make that product consistent with that. Great. Well, we're up on another break, right? We are up against another break. We are on location at Steel Toe Brewing. Reminder, if you haven't already entered the drawing to win a pair of the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest tickets, make sure to go enter, uh, throw your name in the box, and we will be doing a drawing here towards the end of the show. And we've got uh, Juno from Chop Liver here going to give us a little bit of a preview uh, of the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest coming up. We've got some more award-winning beers to talk about, so stick around. This is the Minnesota Beer Cast. Find us on your radio at AM 1130 and FM 103.5. Stream us on iHeartRadio. And now find us on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center. Becoming mostly cloudy tonight to low in the upper 50s. I want to remind folks, uh, not only are we giving away a pair of St. Paul Summer Beer Fest tickets here uh, at a drawing, but you can also enter through social media. So if you're on Twitter, uh, just tag us uh, on Twitter at MN underscore BeerCast and use the hashtag uh, St. Paul Beer Fest. And anybody that does that, throw up a picture of what summer beer means to you or your favorite summer beer or just yourself drinking a beer. We don't care. Something beer-related, summer-related, we're not going to judge. Yeah. But you throw up a picture, you tag us, use that hashtag St. Paul Beer Fest, and we will pick a winner at random of everybody that does that for a pair of tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest, which is happening next weekend. June 8th. It's coming up. June 9th. I'm sorry, June 9th. 9th. That's what I said. (laughs) June 8th plus one. (laughs) Always a good time. Love the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. I'm excited to go back. I'm excited to drink more fantastic beer and have fun in St. Paul. Yeah, man, it's a great great event. Uh, You're out at the fairgrounds. You're outdoors. It's it's wide open. There's plenty of place to spread out, hang out. You guys always have really good music. Uh, We're there. Right, the so beer cast. what's not to love? I mean, who doesn't want to like spend a hot, sweaty day with us? <laughs> wow, way to sell it, Drew. <laughs> on 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 that for, note, for let's talk about some uh, let's talk about some great beer. Let's talk about the Mo Winter Milk Stout from Waconia Brewing. What can you tell me about this beer, Tom? So we're just, and it's delicious. Uh, thank you. We were just talking during the break about. Uh, 
how all the beers on the panel were very clean, uh, you know, light in, in color, uh, you know, can't hide many flaws, and uh, you got to be on point to win a, uh, a medal in one of those. I think with some of these styles, I think Sweet Stout are, are an even IPA, you kind of got to go a little bit over the top. So on this beer, we have 10% uh, roasted barley and 10% chocolate malt, so over a fifth of the grist is uh, uh, roasted and uh, dark malt. And we go over the top with even a ton of lactose to try to kind of balance that really acrid coffee chocolate character. And I think it really stood out to the judges in the second round as a uh, uh, the lactose is really popping in it. Uh, the English yeast, we used London Ale 013 on it, which funny, funny enough, I ordered the yeast for this batch of beer and they told me they were out those dirty dogs because of the new england ipa craze because <laughs> ah. it's a, a very uh non-flocculent english strain and i'm like i just want to make a milk stout i'm not going haze craze bro i, I thought so we were going to go I, an entire show without having to mention <laughs> the new I england did, ipa did. Yeah. and tom spoiled it talking about his milk stout yeah so we've been using this yeast since we started so it's uh um, a yeast i love and i guess the secret's out and out about how how awesome it can do on other styles so that's kind of kind of the genesis of the beer. What uh, what's some of the criteria? What's some of the feedback you got from the judges? What are they looking for specifically with this style? I think uh, you know we mash this beer pretty low. It mashes at about 149, 150. Uh, so we want to make it really fermentable and kind of let in the lactose, which is an unfermentable sugar by yeast. We want to let that be the body and be the backbone of the beer, but let all the other fermentables ferment out to kind of try to uh, balance out the beer um, to get that body, but also have it, you know, be able to be drinkable and not just a, you know, a, a really sweet so, beer. So when you say body, explain to folks what you mean when you're talking about the body of the beer, because this this beer is a good example of of body. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of uh, there's flaked barley and flaked oats in here to kind of back up the body. Uh, I feel like the um, the creaminess of the lactose and the creaminess of some of those adjunct uh, uh, fermentables really just um, it, it, it's still drinkable yet it it's definitely sweet kind of hard to explain um, without really drinking it but I, I, I feel like the body's there but it, it's 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 enjoyable right very good so what what is it like to enter a beer into the the World Beer Cup. What's what's the experience from from A to Z? Do they give you great feedback? Is it kind of nerve wracking trying to decide what to enter? What what's your experience at, at Waconia when it comes to entering uh, a beer like Mowinter Milk Stout? Well, a lot like what what Michael was saying. We do it all internally. We kind of look at the beers that we have and what we think is fresh first of all, mm -hmm. and what we think is tasting great. And then um, kind of go from there, you know, we throw out some ideas, we taste it over the course of a couple of days, you know, coming up to the point of, of uh, packaging or actually signing up for the event and, uh, you know, just just really pick what we think has the best shot, what we think is, is, is our best foot forward for our beer. And just, uh, see, I just enter everything. I'm such a yeah. I'd be such a terrible brewer. I'd be like, let's, let's just send out a beer, you know. And and we've gotten we've gotten you know our, our amber ale uh, it won silver at the best of craft beer back in January. Uh, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, we had a lot of you know negative feedback, uh, a lot of positive uh, constructive 
constructive criticism on that beer. Yeah. And we, you know, we took that constructive criticism and have worked on that beer. And I think that beer is a lot better because of some of what the judges have said and because of uh, uh, professional blind tasting, non-brand oriented judges judging our beer going, that makes sense. Let's do this. Let's try that. Yeah. Now, that was going to kind of be my follow-up is, is some of the value in entering this, these competitions. I was just going to say, you don't go to untap for those? <laughs> uh, I try not to go on that at all. It's, it's, you got to have a thick skin if you're a brewer going to go on and, and read some of the uh, the reviews on Untapped or, or some of the other places, right? Yeah, it's 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 good to get a bowl of popcorn and read that stuff. <laughs> but what is it what is it like to to enter some of these contests and get that feedback? I mean, regardless if it's you know just your average consumer, uh, educated or not, on Untapped or any other place versus entering your beer into the World Beer Cup, it's not scientific by any means. It's somebody who's saying, this is my opinion about a beer, right? They're not, they're not measuring any quantifiable measurement. It's just somebody saying, yeah, yeah a, a, B, C, or D, right? I, I'd love to hear what your guys' panels are as, as professional brewers. Take it, Mike. The, the biggest benefit, and we need to have Zach in here on the QC side too talk about this, but you know, the, the biggest benefit is that while it's not quantifiable in a, in a real scientific way to explain how these judges rate these beers, you're talking about people who have a, a lot of experience in the industry, um, and they're basing it by style. So we're not talking about like, is this beer good or is this beer you know good overall? It's is this beer world class in this category? And these are the parameters for this category. Does it meet number one the ABV? Does it meet the color? Does it meet um, you know the aroma? Does it meet all these different characteristics? And then there's a panel of judges that discuss that. They go through in a blind manner, um, and ultimately things get moved forward and get to other judges in different rounds. So you expect in, in these types of competitions that you get obviously the best judges toward the final rounds and that they're reviewing things against things that are very comparable to it. And you're, you're talking about a lot of world-class beers, so you're, you're, they're getting very nitpicky about what that specific category should be from an exemplary standpoint. So it, it, it's as scientific as you can make something um, that is based on human perception of taste and human perception of what they're tasting in that particular beer. And, so. and, and I think there's a lot, you need to have a great beer, which all these were to make it to that second round, but there is a little bit of luck because great beers also do not win medals. Every year there are, every, every one of these that made it to the second round on different breweries, those beers are great. It just, the judges on this specific day liked our four beers, and uh, I think that's important to take away. If we get feedback back from GABF or World Beer Cup that we even advanced to that second round, I, I consider that a win. Yeah, very good. Are there any, uh, one question before we, because uh, we are up against a break, but are there any criteria that you have to meet before you even enter, or can any Joe Schmo brewery who's making whatever beer say, I want this in the World Beer Cup? 
I, I guess uh, looking at the wall behind me, Mike would probably be the best guy to uh, <laughs> to say that. But uh, World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Festival. I mean, obviously you have to be an established brewery for a certain amount of time in order to and and be in production, not something that it's in planning or anything like that to be able to. Uh, uh, enter a uh, beer, but like uh, U.S. Beer Open, which is new to us, but we just had entered some uh, beers into that, um, is open to home brewers. It's open to all sorts of, uh, you know, I mean, breweries and startup breweries and home brewers and that sort of thing. So that's cool, and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how that goes. But uh, one thing to note with uh, World Beer, or probably uh, GABF to be uh, in particular, is that you send these beers out. What was it? I mean, you sent them out like three months in advance, or like two, three months in advance. So it's like one another thing that they're looking at and judging is that can the beer hold up in package, you know? And that's uh, that's one thing that you know we we sent uh, for GABF. We we entered our Oktoberfest and we t also took a bronze medal in that uh, in September, and we were pretty fired up about that as well. But um, and we entered it again for World Beer Cup, but there too, it's how many months later, or you know, so. That's uh, that's something to always look at too. Is it has to hold up in package and be able to uh, you know sustain. It's fair. Absolutely, yeah, it's man, fair. That's how most consumers it. are gonna you know are gonna absolutely. End up drinking it. Anyway, we are on location at Steel Toe Brewery. This is the Minnesota Beer Cast. One more segment of this award-winning broadcast. We get to say we're an award-winning <laughs> broadcast now. <laughs> the show we're only. Never. We're just glomming <laughs> off of you guys. It's the only reason we invited you here. We don't really care. <laughs> we'll be back after this. You're listening to AM 1130 and 103. So I just discovered DazzleMe.com. It started out as the jewelry department at the Home Consignment Center, and now their entire jewelry collection, one of my rings is there as well. That's on DazzleMe.com. From the big-name luxury brands, and you know which ones I'm talking about, to the unique designers that you just can't find anywhere else. All at a fraction of the... It's a real pleasure. Love coming here, one of my one of my favorite places, and it's near my house, which is always a, uh, a bonus. You get a bonus point for being smart enough to open near where I eventually moved. Well done. You get an award for that. <laughs> well, the uh, the one brewery we haven't talked much about yet uh, is Summit because Zach's been over here quiet, but we're going to make him talk this segment about Summit and and Keller Pills. So sorry, we're going to put you on the on the spot, Zach. Absolutely. Uh, Keller Pills, uh, of course. Uh, a fantastic beer, a wonderful beer from from Summit. We were we were talking before the show. I don't buy uh, a ton of beer just because I, I don't have much of a need. Beer shows up here Thursday at the uh, on the Minnesota Beer Cast every week, and sometimes beer just shows up on my doorstep magically. So I don't go buy a ton of beer, but when I do, uh, in quantity, Keller Pills is is definitely one of those beers that I do buy in quantity. So it's already award winning. In, in my book. But why don't you give us a rundown of, of that beer and what makes it so special? Well, this is our unfiltered German-style Pilsner. And, and what you just said about it is, is one of the fun things about this beer. And, and what's been cool and made it a success for us at Summit is that this came out in 2016 as an anniversary beer. And it was a limited run. And people bought it. And they liked it. And we heard good things about it. So we brought it back summer of 2017, same thing. People were like, let us have this year round, put in 12 packs. Um, so starting in January 2018, we've done that and it's available. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a German style unfiltered beer. Uh, we entered it in the uh, Zwickel beer category. 
Um, we use all German ingredients. Uh, we use whole melon hops. Um, we use some Weirman, um, Weirman Barca malt. Uh, and we use a German uh, German uh, yeast. What is uh, what is Barca malt? Uh, it's it's a it's a different kind of Pilsner malt made for us. It's it's one of their Pilsner malt options um, made by Weirman. Nice. It's a heritage. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a, a heritage. Yeah. So does that mean it's, I guess, antique malt? That it's it's heritage? Does it just come from like an older strain of, of malt? I guess, Juno, maybe we should ask you. You might know a thing or two about, about malt. Do you know anything about Weirman? Yeah. <laughs> Let's let Juno t- tell us. Yeah, Juno knows a thing or two about it. Uh, that's because they work at BSG. That's the only reason. But uh, Barking Malt, it's an heirloom variety of barley that the Weirman family, uh, well, that was very popular in Germany. And the Weirman family kind of saw this variety going away and wanted to invest in it because they really believed in this malt and uh, I think it's a testament uh, in the beers that have been produced with this malt and the metals that have been won with this malt. So one of the things, Zach, that sets you apart from the other folks we have on the panel today is you're you're not really a brewer. You do other stuff. That's correct. T- tell us what what you do at at Summit. Uh, I'm the quality supervisor at Summit, and and I started there as the the quality chemist. So um, the the quality department at Summit's really broken up into analysis and microbiology and our sensory program. So when we were talking earlier about selecting beers for for GABF and mm-hmm. for World Beer Cup, um, we have trained panelists that we've trained in-house to taste our beers, to taste outside beers. We're tasting for off flavors, but also we're tasting for um, attributes that we're looking for in our beers and the intensity of those. And that's how we apply that to selecting the beers that we want to send. So when we're looking at Keller Pills, for example, we're looking for a nice crackery malt, we're looking for a nice dry beer, um, and, and we want to identify what the best example of, of this beer is and, and how we get there with our ingredients. Um, more specifically to me, at, on the chemistry side, the analysis side, I'm running all the uh, chemical analysis, all the colors, all the bitterness units, all the things you see on a, on a menu board at the brewery. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, it's really cool. <laughs> that's, that's that's neat. How does that quality control work? Like when when Summit decides to release a new product. I mean, you had the uh, you had sort of the the Unchained series, right, where the brewers right. get to kind of play around and experiment. When that shows up for quality control, do you guys just? sort of taste it blind and and then then give the feedback or are you given sort of the vision of what the brewer was going for and then you're able to sort of uh, sort of give them feedback on on how closely they came or what's what's missing or what's off the the brewers usually give us a, a really good idea of what they're looking for out of a given beer both both from a sensory standpoint and an analytical standpoint um, so we're looking to hit those those benchmarks um, but we're fortunate enough to have a pilot system, so we can kind of dial some of those things in. When we're talking about an unchained beer, right. and especially some of our new year-round releases, right. um, we have the opportunity to dial those in with with a, a smaller batch beforehand, do some sensory, make the adjustments we might want to make, and, and go from there. How do the, the brewers, the production side of the operation, to, uh, take, take yeah, feedback? You, you, you need to come in and drink with me. <laughs> okay. How, how, do they, how do the, the production side the brewers take feedback from from you and, and your 
quality team when you tell them, nah, need a little more this, nah, need a little more that, or this isn't quite what we were looking for. Do, do, the, do the brewers, or, or is that maybe not the feedback you get? What, what is the, the interplay like between yourself and the production side of the house? Typically, you, you know, you try and make the feedback more, less like, this is what you guys need to do, <laughs> and more like, you try to sell it a little bit. This is what we get. It, it's factual. We're, we're, we're the quality department. It's factual. We, we give you, here's what we taste in it. Here's our, here's our sensory notes. Here's the intensity of those given sensory. It's pretty bitter. Did, you know, did you want it to be that bitter? I don't, I don't tell the brewers, like, you should use less hops. <laughs> use some hops later. Have, um, have you thought about hops? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what are you doing, Damo? <laughs> so, so it's all about constructive um, information for those guys so they, so they can use it. So, so the brewers, so, you know, like the brewers here can, can take that and use it constructively. So on a, on a sensory a level, how does uh, scaling up your pilot system to Summit's large system how, how does that uh, how does that go for you guys? It, it's pretty straightforward for us. It's a one one hundredth okay. size. It's pretty pretty linear exactly. Um, it, it's a different system, um, so there's always going to be small variations. But with repetition, we can usually dial things in quite well and, and end up with a with a product we're very happy about. Yeah. We are about out of time for this edition of the Minnesota Beercast. We do want to uh, we do want to do a drawing here for a pair of tickets for the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. Juno from Chop Liver Productions is going to do that. While he's doing that, I'll tell you it's at the uh, the uh, the uh, State Fairgrounds next Saturday, the 9th, Like I said earlier, the ninth. Um, <laughs> of course. What other day would it be on? And uh, if you haven't been, it's a wonderful time. I highly recommend it. It's a it's a gorgeous way to spend a summer day out there on the fairgrounds with how many breweries? Uh, nearly 100 breweries, nearly including 100 all breweries. four of these breweries over here. All of these award winners are going to be there. Schmidt and myself will be there. Uh, don't spend any time with us. That would be stupid. There's a lot of really good beer to drink. <clears throat> um, and there's good music, good food. It's just it's a really great time, a perfect way to kick off summer. So without further ado, here our winner of a pair of early admission tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest is Darcy Roadwald. Darcy Roadwald. Darcy Roadwald. If the crowd she's not goes <laughs> wild for Darcy. That's amazing. All right, all give right. it up for all of our award winners here. Thank you so much for coming and being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your expertise, your experiences, and most importantly, your beer with us. And one last giveaway we do have. Uh, Waconia Brewing generously brought some swag to the show. So tag us on Twitter. Uh, send us something funny, and uh, we'll pick somebody who's hilarious. And their Make tweets. us laugh on Twitter. Make us laugh, and you win. At MN underscore beer is the Twitter handle and uh, we'll see you next week with a brand new edition of the Minnesota Beer and Cast. some swag from Steel Toe cheers <laughs> see you later song is more to the point roll out the barrel and lend me your ears I like beer it makes me a jolly good fellow